chapter 2 from the book, The Doctrine Concerning New Testament Ministry, part 2. Chapter 2, The Forsake All Commandment, page 22, Building a Tower. Jesus compares the fully consecrated minister to a man who sits down first and counts the cost before he undertakes to build a tower. The tower speaks of the church, that is the kingdom of God. It is obviously an edifice in public view, for it is said that all that behold it will mock him if he does not continue to the end what he had started. Ministering and laboring for the church is a big and costly undertaking. Only those who are sure of their calling and who are willing to pay the price of that calling, of the call, will be able to accept this great responsibility and run their race to the end successfully. Jesus said that he must first count the cost. What is the cost? All that he hath. No more and no less. As laborers together with Christ, they have to be willing to lay down their lives in order to build and perfect the church. Paul compares the church to an edifice, which all the servants of God are building through their ministries. He says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth hereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. Jesus, the founder and head of the church, is the perfect example of the servant of the Lord. He loved the church and gave himself for it. He had nothing in this world to call his own, and he laid down his very life for the church. Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he, page 23, might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27. He therefore calls his servants to follow his example. He tells them to count the cost of their calling and pay the price for by forsaking their all and laying down their lives for the work of God. Engaging in warfare. The New Testament ministry is a warfare. The Old Testament ministry is similarly called a warfare. From 30 years old and upward, even until 50 years old, all that enter into the host, the warfare margin, to do the work in the tabernacle of the congregation. Numbers chapter 4 verse 3. A consecrated servant of the New Testament is called a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Christ compares himself to a king going to make war against another king. We fight not against power, people, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. To prepare to go to 
battle, a king must make a number of important decisions. First of all, he must decide within himself to leave behind his palace, pleasures, comforts, and conveniences. He also he must also decide to leave his parents, wife, and children. He, page 24, does not enter the battlefield as a king in his royal robes of luxury, but as a fully armed soldier. And as the captain of an army which is prepared to fight the enemy, secondly, he has to decide that if necessary, he will die for the battle. To who, those who turn back are contemptible cowards. In many historic battles, kings and soldiers alike have preferred death to defeat or surrender. The world acknowledges those who have made such dedication and sacrifice as great heroes and erect monuments in memory of their valor and patriotism. In, the, in case they win the war and return alive from the battle, they are given a hero's welcome and the whole country gives itself over to a time of celebration and joy. Their exploits become a part of history. Strangely, in contrast, if a man decides to forsake his own and enter the warfare of the Lord to serve him and his kingdom and to suffer hardship for his master, he is often condemned by those who are carnal for having made a hasty and foolish decision. His family and friends weep and lament and attempt to dissuade him. In their estimation, his action is illogical and misguided. They counsel him to seek to save his own life and to better his own position. How true the word of God which says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Amen.